Hello and welcome to the Prayer Clinic Podcast. We are in our fourth episode of our summer series talking about five smooth stones. This has been um, an exciting and fun project that I've done with my friends Jackie Garner of the Pastor's Wife Life podcast and Diane Nix of um, Contagious Joy for Him Ministries. Both Jackie and Diane, as I've mentioned before, specifically minister to pastor's wives. Um, And what a great ministry they both have. But in this summer series, we have been talking about spiritual warfare. And spiritual warfare is certainly something that more than pastor's wives deal with. Every follower of Christ will eventually come to the understanding that we are engaged and involved in a spiritual battle, in a spiritual war. As we talk about our third smooth stone, and um, I got it wrong last week. I thought that our second stone was perseverance. Our second stone was confidence. Last week, we talked about the stone of confidence, but this week, we are indeed talking about the stone of perseverance. And this really is the power that God has given us, the seed He's planted in our heart to know that we are running this race to the end. We're not going to quit. There's no quit in us. There's not a stop in place. And um, you're going to enjoy this conversation with Jackie, Diane, and me as we talk about the stone of perseverance. I am back with Diane Nix and Leanne McCoy, and we're so excited about this. I I say I'm excited every week, I think, but I'm excited about this next stone that we're talking about in this series on spiritual warfare. If you haven't been with us, I would really, really encourage you to go back and listen to the episodes in the series before this, where we've talked about spiritual warfare, what it is, and we've talked about the stones of contentment, the stones of confidence, and today we'll be talking about the stone of perseverance. And I, this is just an arsenal of tools that you can use when spirit, when not if, but when spiritual warfare shows up in your life, because it is going to come, it's going to come. And we've already been talking. I've taken so many notes. I've gotten so much good insight from these two ladies. They have so much wisdom and I'm excited what we're going to unpack today about the stone of perseverance. So Diane, you've been spewing some great wisdom to me and Leanne. Why don't you open up today and talk about um, about the stone of perseverance? So um, thank you, first of all, for just being um, being willing to join Leanne and I with this crazy little uh, adventure <laughs> that we're doing. Uh, when Leanne came and said, Diane, I have a great idea. What do you think about this? And then she <laughs> said, and what if, what if we ask Jackie Garter to be with us? And I went, okay. Okay. And I'm just so grateful she did that because I'm getting to know you a little bit better. And I love Leanne's book, uh, Spiritual Warfare for Women, which this is where we're taking these stones from. When she w- first was writing this, when she wrote this, how many years ago did you write this, Leanne? 
I think it was in 2010. So would that be 11 years ago now? Yeah, 11 years ago, she wrote this book for Spiritual Warfare for Women, and it's been used by thousands of women just to give them an education of the war that we're in in every single days of our lives. So here's the thing. spiritual. We started off with giving you an introduction of spiritual warfare, that the enemy is real, that we're living in spiritual warfare. We have talked about... Uh, the, the, how we combat spiritual warfare. And we need to, first of all, every one of us pray on the armor of God every day, get dressed in your armor. It's a command that we don't even do. I mean, we seriously, most Christians don't get up and pray the armor of God on, and we forget that it's a command in scripture. I mean, Paul clearly said, put on, and that is a command in the Greek, put on the armor of God. And so we need to be really ready for battle. And then Leanne, at the end of her book, and 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 the wisdom of her writing gave a, gives us a picture of David slow, you know, slaying Goliath and taking Goliath down, and how he went to the brook and picked five smooth stones after everybody had tried to dress him up in their armor, which was too big for him. And so we've looked at the stone of contentment and the stone of confidence. And today we're going to look at that stone of perseverance. Um, this is probably who people know me best for. I just don't quit. And when they ask me why I don't quit or why don't you just give it up, Diane? Why don't you just, why don't you just finish up? To be honest with you, there are days. And just in the recent days, I've said things like, I just can't do this anymore. I, I think it's important for us not to sometimes as leaders give an image that we don't have moments where we just, we don't want, we're weary. We're weary and well-doing. And uh, Leanne's going to speak to that Galatians 6 passage in a minute, but we get weary and well-doing. And you might be that leader out there today. And we want to speak to you about the stone of perseverance. And that means that you just, as Leanne in her book, had a, a evangelism pr uh, pastor on their staff ask her uh, one night, is there any quit in you? Is there any quit in you? And he went on, if there is, then you can be sure the devil's going to find it and he's going to camp out there until you give in. I love that statement mm. because wherever you and I have a quit in us, anywhere, and even in the recent days, that very area where I just said, I just can't do this anymore. I've recognized that that's where the enemy is coming to hound me. And then, and I need to understand that I have an unholy expectation mm -hmm. of God doing something different for me in that place. Yeah. And the reality yeah. is this is this is not my battle to fight. It's the Lord's. And what I mean by unholy expectation is that sometimes in this Western culture, this Western Christianity that we're living in, the, uh, the uh, battle against my persevering and finishing to the end and finishing the race, because I've often said publicly, I want to run and run my race with my ears peering back to my head, crossing that finish line, running harder than I can, I've, I've ever run. Well, guess what? The enemy knows those areas in my life that would keep me yeah. from running well. 
And my expectation in this Western culture is that I do this in obedience. I believe he's going to do this for me. And then I'm going to do this. And then it's going to equal exactly what I think it ought to be. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all, but so many times we get things in our head about how things are going to turn out. And then we, we're going to persevere as long as it ends like we think it ought to. Right. And women, are, we're bad at this. Would y'all agree with that? Oh, yeah. Would y'all? Mm-hmm. We think it ought to end like we ought to think it ought to end. But the mm-hmm. Lord says it's going to end like I say it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that I just go, well, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter what I do. But the, the, the stone of perseverance stronghold is unholy expectations. We expect God to be on our time frame and on our, of course, that would happen right now, uh, on our timetable and on our, uh, uh, our agenda. And God's agenda is not my agenda. Now, I have quoted a verse to uh, Leanne and Jackie just a few minutes ago out of Job, which has been my, has really been my, uh, truth that I've lived by where Job, when everything was stripped from him, because things, you know, sometimes things can happen in our lives because of a conversation in heaven. And, and, and then when I, when I finish this up, I'm going to pass this off to uh, Leanne and she can just weigh in on this. And I, I know that, that God knows me better than I know myself. That's the lesson I learned out of the book of Job. He knows me better than I know myself because he created me. And he knows my story. He knows the things that were done to me and done against me out of my control, which was not his perfect will for my life, but, and he will not. Now listen to this ladies. This is a very important lesson for us. He will not impose his perfect will on any of us. He allows us to choose to get in line with him or not. And so that means that there's sometimes things happen to us that not necessarily what God planned for us not his perfect plan for us, but in this world that we're living in, things happen and we all get a choice to get in line with the Lord or not to follow him. And so in Job, uh, the book of Job, everything happened where he was just stripped the enemy had perimeters. He was on a chain. He couldn't do everything he wanted to, to Job, but he was in perimeters. He had, um, uh, what I want to say, restraints. And so the verse that God holds me to sometimes is this verse. When Job said, though you slay me, I'm going to hope in you. Though he slay me, I'm going to hope in you. Nevertheless, I'm going to make my arguments known before you. And the word picture there is you and I trusting him and saying, I know until the very end, even if you allow me to be killed, I'm going to put my hope in you. And yet I am going to make my arguments known to you. I'm going to go to you and I'm going to wrestle it out. And I'm going to say, what in the world is going on? (laughs) Can y'all get it? I mean, is that kind of where we are? I've said that a few times. (laughs) Yeah. Have y'all ever said, what do you think about that? Well, I love, um, I love the stronghold. You know, we've been trying to identify our stone, the stone of perseverance. And then the stronghold that you're identifying, Diane, is this stronghold of, unholy expectations and being unholy just meaning we've scripted for our lives ourselves rather than allowing god to totally write whatever script he wants and you're you're spot on that is the stronghold that this stone penetrates and so when we have this stone of perseverance 
we want to use it to take down those unholy expectations. And it, it does remind me of um, a chapter in the other spiritual warfare book I wrote, Spiritual Warfare for Your Family, where I talk about tearing down the high places. And um, the tearing down mm. of the high places was taking away all of those things um, in the, this was after David, you know, David, the beauty of David and perseverance is that he messed up, but when he messed up, he confessed his sin and he realigned himself with God. And throughout his life, he did that until the end. He didn't live a perfect life and he wasn't exactly, you don't exactly want your son to grow up and mimic everything David did, but he, every time he was confronted with his mistake, he came back. He always came back and so he ran his race well and he finished strong unlike his great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren and all of those that God allowed to still have the throne because God had made a promise to David and they allowed um, the worship of idols to come back into God's land into that place and, and in that worship of idols many of them would kind of follow God but leave the high places and when the high places were still there uh, people were distracted by that. They were not wholeheartedly devoted to God. And where I'm going with this and the perseverance and the unholy expectations is if we are not careful, we can allow, I think we talked about this some about the stone of contentment, but we can allow our own unholy expectations to become those high places. And we mm -hmm. need to take those high places down with this stone of perseverance. And um, for instance, I don't know if other pastors, wives, we're mostly talking to ministry wives. And then those of you in my audience that may be prayer leaders and those that have a real um, interest in prayer, or you're just curious to see what is going to come out of our mouths next. But um, <laughs> I don't know if any of y'all have the heartache of maybe children that are not living the life that you scripted for them, the minute you found out you were pregnant. Now I have quite the imagination and, you know, I really hang on to Ephesians 3.20. It says he's going to do exceedingly abundantly more than I can imagine. So I go ahead and imagine a great, big, wonderful thing. And then I look to God and say, well, you're going to do even more than this. And then these children of mine have minds of their own, go figure. And they go out and they live their life different than what I imagined for them. You know, and Jeremiah 29.11 doesn't come about in their lives. And so that becomes a high place. And what I'm just right, this is where I am right now in my life, the, the, the big place where I'm persevering is um, learning to ask the right questions when you come to God. Like, it's good. You can ask why and pitch your fit and stomp your feet, but that's not typically a question he's necessarily going to answer. Even with Job, if you think about it, all the way through his book, and he was pitching his fit, stomping his feet. I mean, finally, after he let all of his friends wax eloquent, he yeah, accused him of God secret sin. Yeah, God didn't answer Job. God didn't say, oh, by the way, there's this, this, this showdown going on in, the, in heaven. And, and we're using you to demonstrate a righteous man. God didn't tell Job that. He said, all he said to Job was, where were you? Where were you when I did this? Where were you when I did that? He was reminded, Job, that he could not even begin to um, have those expectations because he can't even begin to think like God thinks, you know. And so in the where were you answers, we got to learn to ask the right questions. And so in my quiet time, when I start, be challenged in this stone of perseverance i um area of perseverance i want to be like why or how long or why not those are questions 
But instead, the other day, the Holy Spirit was bringing me in check and he's like, ask a different question. So I said, so I asked what? What can I do? Um, where? Where are you in this? Um, what for? Like, what, what do you have for me? Because this is where I am. So those are very practical questions we can ask while we're in this place that requires such perseverance. We ask, you know, what, what do you want of me? Where are you? And how are you demonstrating yourself? And God will be so good and so faithful to answer those kinds of questions because um, he will give you a glimpse of his goodness along the way. And if our eyes are open, he gives us those things all the time. But if we're so hung up on our high place, on our unholy expectation, and we're hanging on to that, we miss the way that God is meeting our needs and the way that God is um, supplying us along the way, the way he's revealing himself to us. And um, yesterday I was in 2 Corinthians chapter one for my quiet time. And if you're familiar with 2 Corinthians chapter one, it talks about being comforted and how Paul said we were like under such strain, we nearly died or wanted to die. And yet the supernatural comfort of the Holy Spirit comforted us for what purpose? So that we can comfort you. Well, just last night I was in um, conversation with a woman that I've never had a long-term conversation with. And she had a situation with her daughter, exactly like the one I had had with my daughter. I had just been in second Corinthians that morning in my quiet time, reminding me that the comfort I had received was forgiving. You see? And so as I asked God, what for, and where are you? He totally answered that question. And that's how we persevere. Like that's how we exercise this opportunity to keep on keeping on because the Lord never uses or allows things in our lives without preparing us for another place of comfort yes. for someone else. Yes. You and I can't comfort those people if we've not been comforted. Right. And we've ourselves. not had those experiences and that, you know, I think we forget sometimes how much God loves us. You know, Jackie, last week you said something. I loved it. When you were quoting Psalm 18, and you were like, we do not serve a wimpy God, you know, and we do not serve an unkind God. He loves us. He loves us even yes. when it's hurting us. Um, yeah, I think that's important to remember. And we might be speaking. Uh, Jackie, did you want to speak to that to remember that? No. <laughs> She's going to pass on that day. <laughs> like, like, I'm just. I'm taking this in, baby. Just, just speak. Just speak to me. Exactly. You guys are so funny. Well, let me speak to this real quick because I think I could be speaking to this the woman out there that is like, you don't understand what I've been going through. You don't understand um, the hatefulness that I've experienced uh, in my own home. You might not know uh that my marriage is looks one way outside of my home in leadership versus what it really is you don't know what I'm dealing with um in my relationship with my children and how I'm praying I mean Leanne you just gave reference to that about your yeah. expectation uh and you don't understand how lonely I am 
You don't know how their words have hurt me. You don't know the lies the enemy has versed and retold to me and repeated and repeated and repeated over the years and how I've given way to those lies as my identity. And therefore my only expectation is I've pulled myself up by my bootstrap for such a long time. And yet God is not coming through for me. We might be speaking to that woman. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say to you that um, not by way of pointing to myself and I, and I, and sincerely, I just want to, I want you to hear my heart in this. I've lost all of my material possessions in my life twice. I've been homeless for a period of time. I've been addicted to alcohol before I came to know the, the Lord. Um, I, have suffered abuse uh, in several different forms before I knew the Lord. Um, I have uh, been intimidated by church members. I've been maligned and assaulted by church member. Uh, I've lost my material goods from Hurricane Katrina. I've I've sold and 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 then I get my life right and I'm living for the Lord. And I am, I've given my life to him over and over in, in service of ministry. And as of recent days, I've had something that I've been working on for three years and it's not going to happen as of today, this recording, something I've worked on is gone today. Mm. It happens today, ladies, Mm. it's done, not happening. So I can speak to perseverance in a very real way because my hope is not in those things or those events. My hope is the one that rescued me in the midst of all of those events. Is it hard? Absolutely. Is it a battle? Absolutely. But if you will let the Lord take you to a different place and you ask him, like Leanne's already pointed out, what do you want me to learn from this? What do you want me to hear? What do I need? What do I need to to bring before you? Not why. Why, Lord? Because when Job was asking why and all of that, there was silence. But then when he said very boldly, well, then, you know what, Lord, no matter what, I'm going to trust you, but I am going to make my arguments known to you because see, God can handle our arguments. He can handle it. And then he'll point us back to himself. And I just believe his promises in scripture that if I do not grow weary and well-doing in due time, I will reap the harvest. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing about that verse out of Galatians. I, I, I love this passage of scripture, girls. Galatians 5 starts off at the end of Galatians 5 with the deeds of the flesh versus the deeds of the spirit. Then Galatians 5 moves into the fruit of the spirit for the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness against such things. Um, what is it? Against such things, there is no law, right? And then he moves in to Galatians um, uh, 6, 1, 
And he moves on into that. And as he moves into Galatians 6, 1, he, gins, he starts off by telling us that we need to be gentle for everyone that's overcome by sin, who you are godly, go and do what? Step into the messiness of that and confront them in their sin. But to be careful, lest we too be caught up in that same sin, sin and understand that. And then he moves on down that we're all responsible for our own being careful to our own work, that each one of us has a part to play. We all have our own jobs to do and don't be misled. Uh, you cannot mock the justice of God. And that's key to us. God is not going to, and we talked about this right before we started, we talked about comparison. We can't compare our journey to everybody else's because this is what he says in verse nine. So let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. We will reap a harvest of the blessing. If we don't give up, there it is. I just believe I can't compare myself, but I get in trouble in this whole perseverance thing. If I'm looking at everybody else going, okay, well, look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. Look what they're doing, man. And I know what, I know how they are. Look how you're blessing them, Lord. And I just think that I need to keep my focus on him. And in due time, I'll reap the harvest. Now, here's the thing. That harvest might not come in my lifetime. Sure. I mean, seriously. But again, that's my Western culture, that unholy expectation that I'm going to see the whole fruit of all my labor this side of heaven. It could be that I get to look at after I've gone and see what God has done in people's lives or when I get there, see the people that I meet there, um, knowing that I've been faithful in what God's called me to do. I don't know. What do y'all think? Absolutely. I I totally agree. Go ahead, Leanne. Well, I was thinking as you were talking, Diane, that um, a real part of this application of what we're talking about is to keep our eyes focused on the fact that walking with God in an intimate and a personal way, that is that is the goal of life. It's not um, having everything go our way or having... Um, you know, things work out the way that we think they ought to. The beauty of it is being able to do life with God. And I think about, there is a verse and I don't know where it is, but I think it's in the Psalms, Jackie, you may remember it from your study. It's um, that he stoops down to make us great. And what that verse, the reason I love that is because it's, it, it reminds me that no matter how bad our life is or what circumstances they were in, he already takes all of that into account with how he works out his plan. Like he, he is more aware of the effect of sin on our, on our lives and in our world than we are. And so whatever circumstances we're in, the fact that he's in it with us is enough. And I think that's what he's challenging us to with perseverance. It's like, I can do good no matter what's happening around me because I have him who is good doing life with me. And um, 
the only reason that I can say that with any kind of heart at all is because of some hard seasons that I've been in. Like you were sharing, Diane, about the hard seasons you've been through today being one of those. It was reminding me, and I think, Jackie, I might have shared this on on the interview we did where I went into all kinds of crazy stuff. You pulled it out of me that day. But where I was talking about being, and you can tell me if if, if this is new, but being in the bathtub and God speaking to me, do you remember that part of it? I don't know. Okay, well, even if I did it, I was in the bathtub. My daughter, who was very estranged from me and a teenager, was coming very close to the due date of her baby and in a relationship where he, the the father of the child and his family were very welcome in her world, but I and all the rest of us were not welcome in her world. And I'm in the bathtub telling God, because I can be very honest, I am with him and shaking my little fist at heaven and saying, this is too much. You have asked too much of me because now my little girl, my little flesh and blood proof that God answers prayer is now going to go to the hospital and she's going to have this baby. And I'm not going to be allowed to be anywhere near her while she's having a baby. Like if this were just a few, a year ago, uh, the hospital would have to have permission from me to give her an ibuprofen. Like, but now she's going to go in, give birth to a child. And if she doesn't want me in there, I'm not going to be anywhere around. Now I did go in and keep vigil and I made the whole family go with me. We were hilarious on the little plastic chairs in the waiting room right outside of the no admittance door that she was behind, but neither here nor there. This was before it even happened. And I was pitching forward my expectations and um, I was telling God it was not okay. Like I was telling the creator of the universe how it could and couldn't be. And basically I was just saying, you've asked too much. This is too much. I was at the end of my rope. I, as a, as a Christ follower, as a woman who had been teaching on prayer and spiritual warfare, as a wife to a pastor, I was about to have to face something that I could not wrap my heart and my head around how I would survive this. And, and you, know you didn't what? have any control over it. Like no none. control whatsoever. None so control. I'm in my bathtub, throwing my hands up to God. And the craziest thing was how he responded to me. And this is how I know it was God, not me, because never in a million years would I have responded to me in this way. He said, so this is where we part ways. This is where we call wow. it. And I went, whoa, what? No, 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 no. You know, because I was like, I cannot. I, I mean, it gives me chills right now to think I could not even imagine getting out of that bathtub without God. Like I could, he's so me and I'm so in him and he and me that I was like, Lord. And I very much got back to a good spot to be. And I was like, no, Lord, I can't even, I just confess that. I was like, I can't even get out of this bathtub without you. I need you. I need you. I need you. It's you. I need and you. And I, I, I love you. I want you. I want, I'm with you. I'm with you to the very end. And that was all he promised me was that no matter where it was, he was taking us, he would be with me. And that was enough. And I did go and it took my daughter four days to have that baby. She was four days in that hospital. And all that was her stubbornness because they knew she needed a c-section they were waiting for her to figure out that that's what it needed to be and we sat in that little waiting room but i'm here to tell you i did it i did it i survived it it's all good on the other side but the reason i was able was not because it was easy it's because god was with me and so i think the stone of perseverance is recognizing there's no quit in us 
We're not going to quit. It doesn't matter what comes our way. It's not too much, even though we may feel like it's too much because he is with us. And that's what Jesus said. And lo, I will be with you to the very end of the age, which means, and if he is with me, that's enough. God with us, that Emmanuel, it is no matter where I go, what he requires of me, how hard it gets, how, um, confusing it is how much I was reading Diane while you were talking and he says that we're going to reap what we sow how many times we don't seem to be reaping the harvest that we sow you know even on that side of it the fact that he is with us is going to make it okay and and he's with me I'm not going to be separated from him I'm not going to go where he is not I'm not gonna I, I just and so I'm going to make it to the very end. And at the very end, he's going to be with me and cross me over to the other side where we're all going to sit back and say, oh, <laughs> that was nothing compared to what we have here. You know, that's how yeah. it's going to be. And I think that we need to remember um, in our social media driven world, I've been on my soapbox about that a lot lately, lately is that we give more time and more credence to what other people are saying about our journey and about our perseverance and we will believe them and the the lie of the enemy you know all of our social media stuff can be used i mean look at us we're using a podcast hopefully to encourage and to give tools to women to stand to be take their stones take and to fight against the enemy we have an enemy we have That's an right. enemy and if we are in ministry leadership, if we're in any form of leadership, uh, you and I don't have a target on our back. It's on the front of us. And, yeah. they're and the enemy, why are we surprised? Why are we surprised about where he wants to? Because the best thing he can do for us is to tell us to quit. Just stop doing what you're doing. It doesn't matter. Nobody's watching. Nobody cares what you're doing you, you don't really count for anything because some, I think I'm talking to a woman that's dealt with a lot of stuff, a lot more stuff than I've ever could be dealing with. And you're in a place where you think you're obscure and God is not listening to you. And I want to say to you, sister, don't quit. That's right. Because he knows where you are. He sees you and he has got you. Please don't quit wrestle it out with him throw yourself a holy fit before the the holy father and then he'll take <laughs> your mess just like he he did with leanne leanne was in despair and yeah. he said i can't she said i this is too much for me and yet he looked at her and said no it's not girl so is this <laughs> i mean come on that's really i mean i remember when we lost our first baby and i'd been told i'd never have children and then i had to give birth to stillborn after 24 hours of labor knowing that it was a labor of joy and everybody after the funeral and memorial service everybody went back to work and went back to their lives and I'm left just me and the Lord just trying to process all that grief and I pitch myself a fit and I in the shower what what is it about being in the shower and vulnerable but I just or the bathtub <laughs> yeah. and vulnerable and yeah. I am talking with the Lord and I throw myself on the floor of the shower and just said you're on fire I don't think this is fair and at the end of it I just heard this when you're finished come talk to me yeah Guys, he can handle 
you're wrestling out all of this stuff. Yes. He gets it. He made our emotions. He created it. You're not, you're not a woman of lack of faith if you're struggling with perseverance. But so I want to just encourage us today as we're getting ready to wrap this, this session up is I just want us to realize that if you need to persevere, you need to get honest with the Lord about why you want to quit. Yeah. You need to say, like Leanne has said, I've been looking at everybody else and I just think you're unfair. I think you're unfair, God. I, I, I need you to just go ahead and say it. Just get it out. Cause you already know you've been thinking it and he already knows you're thinking it. Um, and he knows what you're thinking. So, and, and be like Leanne, this is too much yeah. or just say, God, I don't understand you, yeah. but just do that so that when you're doing that and you're doing it honestly before him, it's like bringing it to the light because when you bring it from the light into the light, then light dispels darkness and the enemy suddenly doesn't have any more control over you and you can say i'm not gonna quit i don't like where i am right now i don't like how things are gonna turn out but god what do you want me to learn from this where do you want me to go from here help me to never quit on you help me what do you think jack that was so good (laughs) i'm reminded of philippians 4 um, six yeah. and seven, where, uh, don't be anxious about anything, which we're not talking mm-hmm. about anxiety here, but right. what we're talking about is yeah. I think we waste so much energy holding on to these things that we need to release to God. Like you were saying, yeah. I didn't, I honestly, I've been a Christian for a really long time. I've been in full-time ministry for 31 years. And it wasn't until I read the Psalms that I realized I had permission to say whatever I want oh, that's to good. God. Right. Um, I mean, he, it, he wants you to say, it. he wants you to get those feelings out, but Philippians four, six, and seven, I, we don't have time to go into that whole word study, but so there's, there's a word in there where, and it's used multiple times in those scriptures. Basically what it means is you lay every piece out, every piece of the puzzle, every piece of the situation out before him, and he will filter it out and That's he will beautiful. put it back together, join it back together and give it to you without yeah. the stuff you didn't need. Right. And then you can keep going. Which, I love how I'm going to apply that it in this. So good. That is so good, Jackie. That's good. And yeah. that, that's, so I mean, good. we, that prayer and that's prayer. I mean, we yes. think prayer is always the good things. It's sometimes it's ugly. Yes. Um, and, and speaking yeah. these things out is so good and then be willing to surrender that. Yes. Yes. And saying, all right. Yeah, and at God the end said, of the day, okay. I mean, Leanne yeah. did that. I'm, I, yeah. I'm in the process of continuing to do that with a couple of things <laughs> in my life. I mean, that it's going to be an ever an unending part of our journey. Would y'all agree with that? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Goodness. Because yes. the enemy wants to um, keep us from understanding how much God loves us. And here's mm. the truth. God loves you. He has already shown you how much he loves you by allowing his own son to suffer a horrific death, to pay the penalty for our sins, and then to die and resurrect to give us life. But he loves you. He cares where you are. He cares what you're going through. He does not want you to be confused about his motives and his direction and his future. And he does have a future for you and he's got a plan. And it's not what we have to do is stay focused on the truth of these things 
things that the God who loves you is going to bring all of it. I love how you talked about that, Jackie, bringing all the pieces together for you. And it will be beautiful. It mm -hmm. will be beautiful. And you will turn around and you will look at yourself and think, wow, I'm this very week is the week that my daughter uh, 11 years ago when I was writing spiritual warfare for women when she left to go live with mm. the boy that became the father of that baby that became that circumstance and it's the weather's the same the season's the same and I looked at my husband the other day when he and she were going off to a hockey game together and um, came back home. And I said, would you have ever imagined that we would be here? I mean, she lives with us. She's doing beautifully. That baby is my very best friend at 10 years old. And um, lie, and I, she has a little sister that our world rises and falls on these grandchildren. Y'all know what I'm talking about. As yes. I mean, I'm, uh, that book. the book is 11 years old. The story is 11 years past and God has proven himself faithful in every bit of it. He genuinely took that moment in the bathtub, but I love that I had it because now I have that and I can know that for the next thing that I'm facing and the next thing and the next thing. And I can know that for you who's listening, this is, this is who God is. And he doesn't want you to misunderstand him. He just wants you to put blinders on you know, racehorses, they win the races because they don't look to the left or the right. If you watch them, they've got blinders on, keep their, their eyes straight forward. And we got to put those blinders on them and keep them focused on Jesus. And we know that there is where God demonstrated how much he loves us. And so whatever's going on around us that seems unloving and unfair and unkind and not what we signed up for, those are the lies. The truth is God's got something good in this for you. Yes. And it's probably better than you could have ever imagined. It's going to be painful, but the pain isn't about you. It's because the gain is greater than the pain and it will all mm. come about when we persevere to the end. So we got to run these races to win. We do. And I want to speak to that woman out there that might be going into 30 or 40 years of it just being hard. Mm. And I want to say to you, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm just so sorry. Yeah, but but you could probably speak to us about God's faithfulness in the midst of such darkness and how he has become your intimate bosom friend because you haven't quit. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to encourage you and thank you and know that you are a saint. There are saints that have gone before us, ladies, that it doesn't turn out well yeah. on our perspective of what we think well is. Um. There are saints who've gone before us who've lost their life as martyrs. Yeah. There are some that are losing their lives today because they name the name of Christ and they will not deny his name. And yet when you were speaking, Leanne, I was thinking, um, I got goosebumps when you were sharing your story about, is this is where we part ways? Yeah. Because we're doing this life journey, ladies, to encourage you not to quit because we know the hope that we have in Jesus is real. Yeah. Right. And we have the blinders on because Isaiah says this, I will keep in perfect peace yes. whose mind is stayed or fixed on me. Right. So fix your eyes and your gaze on the one that has called you, the author and perfecter of your faith. Amen. He has called you. 
and he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He sees you. He knows your journey. So persevere and press in. And you have friends. You have friends who are cheering you on. Yes. Some in a great cloud of witnesses mm-hmm. and some here on earth who get you That's and good. know. We know your journey. Yes. Jackie, pray for us. I'm so encouraged right now. I'm ready to take on anything with God. Um, Let's go. Let's do this. But let's pray. Oh, Father, I don't want to grow weary of doing good, but I'm tired. I've already grown weary. And sometimes I just I think I just might quit. I've been guilty of, of thinking, if not saying I've had enough. But here I am, Lord. I choose to follow you and I don't intend to give up. There is no quit in me. Do you hear that? Yes, Satan? Father, in the name of Jesus. Do you hear that, Satan? There is no quit in me. I love mm-hmm. you, Lord. And forgetting what lies behind, I press on. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, ladies, for joining us this week. It's been good. We, we've still got two more to go, two more stones. And it just gets better and better with everyone. So this is so great. Thanks for being with us. And we'll be back next time. Amen. I trust that you enjoyed our conversation about the stone of perseverance. You'll want to be sure to share this podcast with your friends. Give us a rating that will help us. Um, Just let us know if you enjoyed it or not. Well, let us know if you did enjoy it. If you didn't enjoy it, don't rate us. (laughs) Just kidding. Anyway, do share the podcast with your friends and be sure to come back again next week when we unpack the stone of faith. You're going to love that conversation with Jackie, Diane, and me. And between now and then, I want to encourage you to check out my website at prayerclinic.com to learn more about the prayer clinic ministry and how the prayer clinic can mobilize your church to pray. We all want to be praying people, but sometimes we just don't know how to make that happen. The prayer clinic will teach you how to make that happen. And it's so easy, so effective, and so exciting. So um, check out prayerclinic.com. Be sure to register for the upcoming webinar. In just a few weeks, on Wednesday, July 21, I'll be having another get-together with all of you who are registered and want to learn more about the prayer clinic ministry. So anyway, keep praying, and I look forward to uh, having you join us again next week as we talk about the powerful stone of faith. Thanks so much for being a part of this summer series, Five Smooth Stones.